and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Daffs. And we are here for you, unscripted and raw. That's right. I feel like my intros are more powerful than yours. They are way more passionate than mine. I think it's because I get super excited. I'm, I'm like, unscripted and raw. And you're like, unscripted and raw. I think it's because I'm just like a little, like, I wish that I could be more hardcore. And this is my small way of. You usually do like a bicep flex and the like. Well, we're not fist shake, and we're not filming today, so there's no real upside for me to show off my muscles. No, except for well, I mean, do you do you like it? It's just intimidating. It's just intimidating. (laughs) Just pure intimidation. It doesn't kill. It kills the mood for our relationship. Hostile work environment. Hostile work environment. It's in our contract. (laughs) I must give Daffs at least three compliments a day. Um. <clears throat> so, this episode is going to be about family jewels. Literally. 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 We, that is not a euphemism, people. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to that, we must remind everybody, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes Podcast, Facebook. Um, Podbean. Podbean. Jack Thirst Radio. All those great things. And we are excited to be here, you know... Taking it to the max in this holiday season. Because, I mean, we're in October now, Daffs. Mm-hmm. October, November, December. These are uh, prime holiday months. Yep. And we're, we're going to be getting you through those those weary weeks before, the, before you get time off. Yep. That's right. <clears throat> okay. So, Daffs, did you know that when your family members pass away, you can keep them with you all the time? And not in a Bates Motel type of way where you just don't take their body and they decompose in a chair nearby and you dress up in their clothes or I don't know. Anyways, you don't have to do it that way. You also don't have to cremate them and keep their ashes, you know, near you, which is, by the way, far less creepy than the than the, <laughs> than the former that I mentioned and, and much more acceptable. Not to badmouth any of you, those that have ashes of family members. But there is a third option besides burying the person. Um, wolves. Wolves. <laughs> having their body torn torn apart by wolves. The natural way. The natural way. The natural way to die. That's actually a very good idea, maybe. Perhaps I should uh, look into that. <laughs> um, or, more, or less heroic sounding goats yes since goats will eat anything pretty much anything um so this is uh quoting an article from um uh npr so you know it's legitimate legitimate article and leftist leaning (laughs) well fair enough (laughs) uh from ashes to ashes to diamonds a way to treasure the dead that's the name of the article uh and just to make sure we give credit let's see if there's an author i'm not seeing anybody so you're out of luck (laughs) Uh, Daft's diamonds are supposed to be a girl's best friend. Now they also might be her mother, father, or grandmother. That's right, Daft's. You can have your loved one cremated and then pressed into a diamond. (laughs) What do you think about that? How big of a diamond are we talking about? Well, it doesn't really say, uh, how big of a diamond. However, it does say the color. Most of them are blue. Apparently, we have something called boron, an element called boron in our bodies, which causes our uh, diamond-shaped bodies to be uh, blue. Hmm. Um, So there's this company uh, 
called, it's a Swiss company called, and I may say this wrong, Algor Danza, uh, which takes cremated human remains and under high heat and pressure to mimic the conditions deep within the earth, <laughs> compresses them into diamonds. So technically you wouldn't need to use this company. You could just dig a deep hole and wait, you know, thousands of years <laughs> for your family member to turn into a diamond. Um <laughs> So he came up with the company uh, a decade ago, and since then the customer base has extended to 24 countries. Uh, each year, remains of roughly eight to 900 people enter the facility. It takes three months. They exit as diamonds. Uh, they can be turned into jewelry. Um, some people, though, actually come out as white diamonds. That means they're pure. Yeah, I guess so. And some close to black. That means they're not so pure. <laughs> not so pure. Um, it's the color of their soul. The color of your soul. <laughs> well, then what's blue supposed to be? Middle of the road. Not surprisingly, most of the customers are from Japan. Democratic. 25% of their demographic customers are Japanese. Um, that makes it not even the 10th weirdest thing that's going on in Japan. Nope. Uh, it costs between five and $22,000. So pretty much as much as an actual funeral to get your loved one compressed down into a diamond. Do you think that it has to do with the amount of ashes? Like if your family member was quite small and thin that they like it's cheaper. I don't know. Or do you think it's the quality of your dust? Like this, I give this dust quality D. <laughs> it's going to take much more work to compress it. 15 grand. I don't, I wonder, you're definitely not coming out ahead. You're definitely not like, no, it's not getting well, a $20,000 diamond. Unless that diamond is like it. Let's see. Okay. And this is what my, my, my family and I somehow got onto this topic because they're all very similar to me. In fact, I may be the most normal one, which may be horrifying to many of you. We got into a big argument about it, and I contend that we all kind of sign like a tontine type of deal, where the last surviving family member has the remaining five of us compressed into a diamond, a super diamond. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited there. A super diamond. We'll call the Beerstrom diamond, and that diamond will be worth thousands of dollars because it'll be made of five human remains as opposed to just one and then like every generation like the surviving members family will continue the tradition and eventually what will happen is generations from now we will be known as the family that compresses all of our remains into a diamond and those diamonds will become valuable yeah, so you look very un like. I'm just I'm wondering how many dead relatives you could exhume and create a super diamond. <laughs> do you think Bill Gates like? Do you think we could get him to invest in this just just for like your own like amusement and pleasure to get to get people to donate their bodies to the super diamond? Like, how many of us? We'd we'd use it. You know what I to mean? Fuel or or, or uh, focus a laser that would then save the world <laughs> from some asteroid or That's something. That's what I'm saying. Is like so. What we do is we get a bunch of people. This needs to be like a national movement where we get people to sign up to the Diamond Initiative, <laughs> and it's you like signing a contract that says, "When my, I die, I donate my body to this 
you know, Bill Gates funded thing where he we he like is slowly collecting all human remains and then he puts it into this machine, you know, and then we see how big of a diamond we can make. It's literally a diamond, a living diamond. A living diamond. A living diamond. Instead, he just gets all these dead bodies and says, <laughs> guys, I found this great new food source that is going to save everyone. Damn, soil and green. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what would be weirder is if he wore the diamond after it was created. <laughs> it was like so heavy. He's like falling over. Down yeah. I go. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So- Do you think that Bill Gates would be like... This is almost a that's debatable segment. Is it doable? Do you think we can convince Bill Gates to invest in making a super diamond out of all of the all of us people who volunteer? No. Would you sign up for it? Nope. Why not? Be- because the cynic side of me says the chances are really good you're sending your loved one's corpse to this company <laughs> in Japan or, or, or in Switzerland and you're paying them $22,000 and they're just melting your flesh off, selling the cadaver bones to some university and then selling you like a t- t- putting a 25 cent piece into one of those little uh, toy machines and giving you a little ring and it's sending talk. you or just buying like a really cheap diamond. Yeah, it's some guy like, buying cheap like $500 diamonds dollars and, and, and taking that like thousand like, you know, $15,000 profit that he got off of you. Making like, yeah, like a 2600% it's a profit. Br- it's a brilliant get rich quick scheme if that's what this guy's doing and I would totally like to be an investor. Right? Uh but I'm just saying in general, if like would you sign up for the super diamond initiative? If you could be part of like a giant diamond it with all humanity. It wouldn't matter to me either what, way. It doesn't matter. No. This is incredible, Daphs. We could literally melt all of our DNAs together. I'm, I'm planning on having everything that's useful cut out of me and, and either used for uh, humans or for science or something, and then the rest of it can just go I would like my organs sold on the black market after I die. <laughs> it's actually in my will. <laughs> That and having my ashes thrown in the face of the man who killed me. <laughs> Molly and I have talked about it extensively. <laughs> we have a secret pact. She will throw my ashes in the face of my greatest enemy in lieu of me being killed by somebody. <laughs> but what would be wonderful, I mean, not for me because and or for Molly because I would have been murdered, but there would be something poetic in this. I'm murdered by somebody. They get out of jail eventually after murdering me. Molly throws my ashes in their face. They catch pneumonia and die. <laughs> Literally eat my dust. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty good. Or you could compress your uh, ashes into a diamond and do a diamond-tipped bullet and sh- with Ooh, it. with your own d- DNA. Boom. See, there, there's some really great revenge stories that you could get out of this. Absolutely. And I don't know why people aren't talking about this more. This is a very marvelous topic. Well, don't they use, like, diamonds for... What do they use diamonds for? Believe it or not, diamonds are primarily used in the uh, construction industry. Like, diamond-tipped t- drill bits, diamond-coated uh, sandpapers and abrasives. Like, diamonds are actually not used nearly as much for what if they found out that the human made diamonds were like stronger (laughs) more Um, more valuable yeah i don't know (laughs) 
then you would create some sort of scenario where it would be worthwhile to kill somebody and have them turned into a diamond. Well, I mean, we think that diamonds are rare, but they're not. Well, you'd start having people going around scanning your body, like to (laughs) see what composites it's made of. Oh, this one. He's really good makeup for the diamond we need to cut through this earth's crust. (laughs) And see, that's what will happen is eventually somebody will decide to go to the center of the earth, but they will need a very powerful diamond. And that's when the super diamond will come into play. We'll all volunteer our bodies to science to help man get to the center of the earth. I just imagine this would be like a, a terrifying graphic novel where there's like this dystopia future where people can't afford anything. And so they'll cut off one of their arms, have it compressed into a diamond and then sell that for enough foodstuffs to last them another 10 years. That's See. horrible. I just thought it up and I'm already disappointed. In it. I'm like, oh, already dis- so here's like, this brings us into another point. Um, dating. Like, let's say you're a, uh, you know, hot young single dude out on the town, you know, after your hospice nursing shift, <laughs> You meet some girl. Things are going great. You've dated her for a while. You finally start hanging out at her place. She's got ashes. Like, which would you prefer? Her to have cremated ashes on, like, her mantle or the ring of a diamond of her deceased family member? Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter? It's not a deal breaker for you. No. You wouldn't be weirded out. No. What if it was their cat? Nope. No. Wouldn't bother me. Daffs, you're very just laissez-faire. Short of the actual Bates Motel where the loved one is rotting in the chair next to us as we went. Daffs is like... Watch Netflix. I'm pretty much fine. It's cool. It's all good. Really? Okay, what situation would you be like, "Mm, I'm creeped out? What if they had multiple dead family members on rings? Like, and they were wearing all of them at once. No, I mean, that... No, this is my grandma. This is my mom. That would bother me so much. People who carry their loved ones' ashes with them on vacations. <laughs> that makes me feel a little well, weird. Well, see, my concern would be how much have you let go? Yeah, like, right? Like, I'm concerned that you may be, like, not... You're still grieving, and you still have some work to do on your grieving process, and I'm not really sure I want to dive into that. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you're bringing uh, your uh, husband's ashes to Australia to scatter them? No, Harold loved the heat. <laughs> so you're bringing him back? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, well, okay, what then. if it was a widow? <laughs> like, the, like, would you be comfortable marrying somebody who's like family members ashes are prominently displayed in their house. Yeah. Wouldn't That's care. totally fine. Wouldn't care. What if they still talk to the ashes? Wouldn't care. That's <laughs> I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. I'm not I'm not the jealous. I'm type. also <laughs> thinking that Stacy could probably be getting away with a lot more than she is. Oh, she totally could. <laughs> Currently she's way too nice to you. She totally could. <laughs> she could be having your dead cat's ashes on mantle. She could be talking to them. She could be taking them on vacation, evidently. I'm I'm pretty low maintenance. See, I'll be honest. I go to somebody's house and they have their dead, you know, whoever's ashes on the mantle. I'm probably out. Really? I think so. I think that's a red flag. You haven't moved on. You still got the ashes. It depends on the story behind it, you yeah. know, as with all things. But I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure there's a place for me in your life. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm gonna beat out like you know the ashes of your dead family member. <laughs> I'd get jealous of the ashes. <laughs> yeah. Eh, wouldn't bother See, me. D- Daphs, I'm I'm shocked. 
However, you're also the one who said he'd clone himself and like have the other one go out on a date with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly not the most it's jealous. It's still me. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> it's on the. I'm just, I don't know because I I just don't see the difference. You don't see the difference between me and an identical clone of me taking my wife out for a nice dinner. What? Well, if would you as uh, sorry now we're getting way off track, but would you as an identical clone? think that you might be capable of murdering your clone to take his wife well if it's an identical clone to me he wouldn't really care he would <laughs> we'd, we'd both be so laissez-faire <laughs> well do you want to take her to dinner well where she want to go <laughs> benny hannah's i freaking hate benny hannah's i know so do i <laughs> all right rock paper scissors tie rock paper scissors tie tie you have a coin <laughs> that's how exactly how that would go i'm from the other room just both go <laughs> just go no because we, we both we cheapskates we're not gonna both go that's, that's too much money bring me back 50, leftovers 50% more bill 50 percent more earning power that's true do you think that you could both get hired at the same job like work together one of us would have to have a beard and the other one would have to not and just say you were twins yeah it's brilliant yeah it's a perfect Perfect crime. Perfect cover. <laughs> it's a perfect cover. Man, have you met the Branner quadruplets? <laughs> I thought it was quintuplets. I can't keep them straight anymore. <laughs> They're so efficient in their work. <laughs> one would think. Uh, one would think that there's all, that's all, there's almost some sort of scam going on. But here's the thing, though. All of your faults would compound. Your benefits would compound, but that doesn't nearly Ooh, outweigh the faults. Like. Me forgetting to constantly sign off my time card isn't that bad, except for when Five the of entire you. unit doesn't sign off my time card. It's true. Yeah, I always forget to sign off my time card also. I've been trying hard lately because I was one of only five people that hadn't done it consistently, and I got a talking to. Anyways, <laughs> now here's where we get into a situation. Now we're way off the super diamond, <laughs> compressing your family into a super diamond. But I like where we're at. What about this, staffs? And now we're getting into like a like a Star Wars Clone Wars type situation where you are conditioning the clones to do specific things. Like you'd need to condition like a clone that was super anal about the time cards to make sure that all his clone buddies got the time cards signed off. I mean, I, I think honestly, you'd be if, fighting an uphill battle, probably <laughs> genetic wise. I think, I think we're all kind of jacks of all trades. We don't specialize. That's true. Um, but uh, I think honestly, if I if I only had to be in charge of one fifth of the subjects, but just be a really good expert in that one fifth, I, I'd totally rock that. I'd be like, wait, I have to do taxes. I hate that, but I don't have to do anything else. All right, I'll do taxes for all you guys. You're the it's ta- all the same. You're the tax wizard. How many dependents do you have? Six. <laughs> do you think you could all count each other as dependents? Absolutely. Though? Why not? I-, I dare them to tell me otherwise. <laughs> well, just on the fact that none of you have any actual marketable skills when you're by yourself, you're definitely dependents. <laughs> Yeah, and, and anytime they would try to audit me, and I would be like, "No, you you need the other DAFs." Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to have like an administrator, like one who specializes in administration. He'd be kind of like dictating to all of you. Here's what would happen, and this ties into a previous one, uh, and this actually happened in real life. Get this, um, where they have 
twins or triplets who commit crimes, but whenever they get arrested, yeah. they always say it's the one name. Yeah, exactly. So that one guy has a rap sheet and no one else does. Yeah, it's all burned. I would have... You'd have a criminal clone? Yes, I, but mm. he wouldn't exist. I would say there's six of us. We're, we're, we're septuplets. But what happens or, if somebody has to like actually do jail time? Well, then he that one would be the one on the lamb. He'd be on the lamb? We, yeah. We, 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 they'd be hunting for the sixth clone if there's only five of us. It's the perfect plan. Photoshop, I mean, that's not that hard. Yeah, no. You, you only got to drag one duplicate over. That's doable. Totally. It's doable. Totally. <laughs> He's on the lamb. We haven't seen him in months. He just shows up near us, commits a bunch of crimes. You'd have to lead quite the paper trail, though. That's weird. He's got nine DUIs. <laughs> well, one of us has a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just going to turn into Gattaca, though. If everyone had clones, though, then they'd be like genetic screening and they'd be like, you were likely to be drink, drinking and driving, so we're just going to pre-arrest you. <laughs> Minority report. Yep, 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 yep. You're yep. going to jail. Oh, brother. Yeah, I, I, wonder, I wonder how bad your clone would have to be that in a society like that, they would just say, you know what? <laughs> We're going to arrest you, well, even though we can't prove anything. We're just and certain people would not be allowed to clone themselves proactive. as, like, to just, like, save the rest of the population. Now you're getting into some, some deep waters. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about, like, uh, eugenics. And population control. Population control. Well, I mean, they already kind of do that with, like, they, like, chemically castrate people that are, like, criminal sex criminals. Still? Yeah. What? Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. They do. No. Yeah. Look it up. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't think they did it since like the 60s. No, that's still a thing. Oh, man. But it's for like really heinous. Like, I mean, you got to be pretty bad. I, I, my personal opinions on the matter are just bizarre, I'm sure. But at that point, I'm just like, just capital punishment. Which I don't agree with, typically. But at that point, I mean, I think you're splitting hairs. I'm going to change the subject completely okay. one last time. Because we're way off of the Super Diamond, yep. which I still contend is an amazing idea. And I really want to start a Super Diamond initiative and get and get Bill Gates to fund it. Just to see how big of a diamond we could make. Just for the sheer joy of a giant diamond. Hmm. This is way. This is back to the original topic, and not the topic I was planning to change to. But do you think he would make it into a chandelier that he would hang over his? Like, so you would walk in, and there would be a chandelier made of the giant diamond. It would just be one. Like, literally, it would just be one diamond, but like all the lights would be reflecting off of it, and it would literally be hundreds or upon thousands of people's genetic material, all hanging in there. It's creepy. It's cool. You could have a laser light show out of there like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> that is true. What I like about that is the irreverence of having like a bunch of people compressed into a diamond and then using it for a laser light show. Just completely disregarding the <laughs> sacrifice. So the, the human light, the human life that we've used to make the super diamond. So you have uh, this diamond with you know, 
30,000 souls were used. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you do with this? Sickest. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I tuck it under the, my car's wheel. So my, my, my Jag doesn't roll backward in the driveway. What? <laughs> yeah. There's don't, really no use for it. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Actually, all sorts of stuff. It's kind of a, you know, jack of all trades diamond. Use it for that. Use it for a paperweight, <laughs> uh, chandelier, laser light show, you know, some of my metallurgy projects. <laughs> uh, no, I'm of the strong belief that pregnant women should be able to use the carpool lane without fear of reprisal from the police. Are they not allowed to? I don't know, but I would assume that they would get pulled over by the police. And if they did, I would say if I was one of them, if I get in a wreck, how many people are you taking to the hospital? Yeah. Because you're going to check out that baby, right? Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're allowed. I think as soon as you find out you're pregnant, carpool lanes a go. Yeah. It's just a f- obvious go. Yep, I think so. And if anybody... Although, you'd have to prove if you're like... You just carry around a pregnancy if, test. If, if you're not... Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a pea-covered stick in your back pocket all the time. Yes. Unless you're, like, really showing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do think that, it's, tons of women would just say they were pregnant. That's true. But even so, I do, <laughs> I do think it's weird that when a a, a pregnant woman uh, jumps into the deep end of a pool and is underwater, that she is in fact a submarine <laughs> because she is carrying like another person underwater. <laughs> underwater, isn't that weird? She's a little biological sub. It's 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 like when you clean your vacuum. What? <laughs> when you clean your vacuum cleaner, you become a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's like this weird verbal paradox. <laughs> uh, you literally just wrapped my mind into a pretzel. Wow. I wonder if it's possible to be a submarine and a vacuum cleaner simultaneously. I don't know. See, you would not want to use a vacuum cleaner to clean up human ashes for the super diamond. No. How about this? <laughs> Somebody cleaning out a vacuum cleaner underwater while pregnant <laughs> while making a super diamond. I'm really about the super diamond uh, idea. You're, you're if you can't tell, it. I'm all over it. Um, but, but I digress. And we've gone way, way off track <laughs> from the original topic. So this is originally going to be like a 10 minute episode. It is now 26 minutes. So I think we should probably call it. All right. What do you say? I think so. I think it's a good time. Uh, but I think this was a wonderful episode, Daps. I think the people really got a sense of what happens when the, just the two of us talk at all. Yep. With basically no notes or any ideas at all. This is everyday life. This is this is the way that we live. If you would like to donate your ashes to the Super Diamond Initiative, uh, please write to us at rickanddafts at gmail.com <laughs> or contact us on Facebook. Yes, and we will start forwarding all of those uh, names and numbers and give us your address, social security. List your greatest fears. List your greatest fears. Blood type. <laughs> we will start forwarding that all to Bill Gates. I'm sure he will be shocked and horrified. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Daffs. Have a good one.